This is the Ross Grimsley Show. The Ross Grimsley Show is presented by Mobile One. Mobile One full synthetic motor oil helps extend engine life. Visit your local Jiffy Lube service center and ask for Mobile One. Now, here's the old left-hander, Ross Grimsley. Hey, welcome everybody. Thanks for being here with us today. We're coming to you from the Live Casino Hotel studio. Uh, it's a um, cool morning. Uh, fall is here. Fall is here. Joining me as he does every week, Kyle Ottenheimer. Sir, how, how you doing, doing buddy? Uh, good. A lot, a lot Nippy. of good sports going on right uh, now. There's a lot. You, you've been watching some of the uh, baseball games? Baseball's been good. Um, although I'm not crazy about game one of the ALCS. Um, <laughs> football's been good. The weather, you mentioned it. I'm more of a, this is my, this is my kind of weather. I don't even need a jacket in this kind of weather, so I'm, uh, I'm really, loving well, it. I had to bundle up a little bit because my blood's a little bit thinner. But Before we get started, let me tell you a little bit about uh, one of my places I love to go, 4100 North Point Boulevard. That's Costa's Inn. Uh, they're known far and wide for their great steamed crabs and crab cakes. Uh, they have nightly specials that include crab cake night on Mondays, rib night on Tuesdays, steak night on Wednesdays, lobster night on Thursdays. Uh, steak night on Wednesdays, you can get a bottle of wine for half price. You can't beat that. Nope. Check out costasin.com and find out more. They have their delicious crab cakes that they'll ship anywhere in the country, which is outstanding. That's Costa's Inn, 4100 North Point Boulevard, Pete and Nick. Treat you like family. Best in the business. It's unbelievable. And they have a bar next uh, next to the uh, dining room, which is uh, has music, I think, on Thursdays. Starts Thursdays. Uh, great drinks, entertainment, fun place to go, great food, uh, crabs. All their uh, all their food is tremendous, outstanding. So. Same could yum, be said yum. about uh, <laughs> Steven Strasburg last night, except for the yum-yum. Hey. Yum. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he is unbelievable. I mean, he's... Uh, Look, Stan the Fan said before the playoffs started, and we had the discussion, I think, maybe on this show, about whether or not you start Scherzer or Strasburg in the wild card game, and it's easy to justify giving the, the ball to Max Scherzer any given day in a the baseball way he, game. The way he's been pitching. Strasburg. I mean, seven innings last night, 12 strikeouts, uh, no walks. He's the third pitcher in history to do that hmm. in the playoffs uh, behind Koufax and Christy Matheson. The changeup yeah. was, I mean, that's as much fade as I've seen on a changeup, and at that speed, too. It was like yeah. 88 miles per hour. There wasn't a whole lot of separation as far as the velocity was concerned Big with time his fastball. Arm, arm speed and, uh, and movement on the ball, and which is really tough. To pick. He, he, went, he was a four-pitch guy when I, I saw him in he the minor He had a curveball when he came in, right? He had a curveball, had a slider. It was a sharp curve, too. And the slider uh, took away something. That happens sometimes with, with pitchers. Uh, one breaking ball will affect another one. So what they you kind do? Kind of blend a little bit. It, well, you just throw one out to keep the best one and change speeds with that. So he's got three pitches. The changeup is, I mean, obviously you got one you throw for a strike, one you get guys to chase. But he was able to throw first pitch strikes with breaking ball, uh, first pitch strikes with his changeup. He's around the plate the whole time, and when they start looking for the breaking balls, zip. And the Cardinals, I mean, they've twenty five innings out of twenty seven. They haven't scored. I mean, that's the. And, that's what the best case scenario for the Nationals, right? Is that they didn't never even needed to go to the bullpen. No, right? and, and when they did, they got two guys. They got Hudson, uh, uh, Doolittle, and then uh, Rainey. I think pitched yeah. last night. I mean, they. Th- that's why it's so important to have uh, starters that can get you deep in the game, and so you can use a uh, an opener at times. I mean, the bullpen over the last few years has really, in every with every team, has taken a beating. Yeah. Uh, from the standpoint, I mean, there's there were more runs scored the seventh, eighth, and ninth inning uh, in baseball uh, this year since 2000, 2000 yeah. which was the steroid uh, era, basically. But uh, a lot of home runs hit, but in a lot of a lot of home runs are being hit off the relievers in the late innings. A lot of extra base hits. Not and as home many runs. home runs being hit in the postseason. No, uh, I mean you're, you're big, mighty odd how you're, the, you're you're bigger. You got a bigger stadiums basically. Houston is is one. Do of you balls think? Have you been paying attention to the notion that or people are accusing baseball of switching the balls back? Sure, right? like, sure. I know. And, and what one of the analytics was uh, the ball is going four and a half feet shorter on the. I mean, what, you can see it in the actions of some players. Their oh, their expectation off yeah, the bat. I mean, I, who knows what they're doing? I, I don't think they know what they're doing. I mean, it's uh, would it? I mean, you just kind of scratch your head, going, "Why would you do that now?" It's 
curious, right? Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, I, I was thinking about it this morning, right? And the comparison I made in my head, have you seen the movie Dodgeball? Yes, well, absolutely. Uh, classical <laughs> film, Oscar-winning, <laughs> Best Picture nominee. Yeah. Um, it feels a little bit like the uh, Patches O'Houlihan, if you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball thing. <laughs> where, like, <laughs> if you, can, wrench, if you yeah. can learn to throw the baseball that's not a real baseball, then come oh, postseason, yeah. if you've been pitching with the other thing, then it'll be a blessing to get the other one back. I but think like, the, the thing, you, you've got, you've got better, better pitching, obviously. You've got the four teams, Cardinals, Houston, Washington, and the Yankees, yep. that are all – Pretty good pitchers. I mean, that, they they got a guy last night, Flaherty, for the Cardinals, who was he's been dealing, been outstanding. He had a uh, hitters were hitting under two hundred against him during the season. Now he made he didn't get any help defensively. The outfield defense on all the teams has really been a head scratcher, especially last night. Ozuna, he who's, who's been a force at the plate, a but, force yeah. at the plate, but he base running and in, in the outfield is a challenge. Soto. It's a challenge with him in the outfield. Well, take the good with the bad with that kid. Oh I mean, no! I mean, you, you hope he drives in more than he let, lets in. And then, like I said, the two and he's. And I think both Azuna and Soto aren't normally considered, you know, detriments in the outfield, right? Like they're, I, I, you know, Soto's always been. I don't know much about Azuna. He was his former center fielder with the Marlins, my, with Miami. Yeah, yeah. but uh, Soto, you've watched him, and I've seen him in the past do some things. You go, wait, he's adequate. But it comes time to make a play like last night. Sure, uh, you know Ozuna doing what he did, and then uh, I, you just kind of go wait. The team that makes the fewer mistakes usually wins. Absolutely, overall. But who? Uh, I mean, that series. Look, the, the Nationals have a commanding lead against the Cardinals, oh. and I think that most outside of St. Louis, I don't think baseball fans are upset. You know, some Baltimore fans harbor ill will toward the Nationals. I'm not necessarily uh, one of them. No, I kind of I enjoy mean, watching talent play. Exactly. And I mean, so if the ALCS obviously is the more interesting series, yes, I have no idea what's going to happen in that series. I, well, you got Severino tonight against Cole. You know what Cole's doing. I mean, he's is that, he the best pitcher in baseball right uh, now? Very possible. Well, it's a toss-up between him and Strasburg. And then you throw Verlander in there with he gets his proper rest, which is, you know, four days or more. But, yeah, it's uh, – I mean, they're – the games now are really interesting to watch and fun because you're going to see. I, I think I think people are. I would uh, be amazed to see what the uh, uh, ratings are. That they should be pretty good because this is pretty good ball, pitching wise. You got starters going deep in the games, which that's you got to have that. You got to have that to have a, a quality team. You know, that somebody that can get to the because uh, it's probably, it'll probably be Houston and. You hope. In, we in hope Washington. here, right? Like you would think. Like the Yankees, I am not ready to just write them off by any sense. No. Right? Like they are their pitching is only improving. Yeah. Well, and like, their lineup is as healthy oh, as it's been really? all year. So Severino, you know, he pitched four innings. He's gonna give you uh, you know, maybe five or six if he's on. Cole's gonna give you seven or eight automatic, you know, unless something just no, happens, but I, I don't see that. I can't get over Garrett Cole's, I and mean, he has he has perfect mechanics. I mean, that's, he's got he does it all. He's very and and you watch him during the games that he's not pitching. He is studying, uh, you know, looking at the charts, watching the game. That's one. Of the, that's a big thing. And we talked about this at I told you I was down at the Babe Ruth Museum uh, Saturday with Mike Bordick and Rich Dubroff and a, a forum, and we were talking about guys watching the game. Sure. I mean, you got all this information. You got a plethora of information, but a lot of times guys don't watch the game because they're looking at iPads, phones, uh, computers, and they're missing what's going on in the game. Now you can have all the information analytics you want, but watching the game is going to give you a a ton of stuff that you really can use, you know. And a lot of guys don't do that. And and I think you see it uh, on the field at time fundamentally, uh, not knowing where to where to be. You know, on cutoffs and, and yeah. relays and what have you. Although the Rays had quite a relay. No, that was it, and that, that was one. fantastic. And uh, what about the play Correa made? Oh yeah, uh, when the ball uh, uh, went off of Altuve, and he was made a throw off, basically off balance, made a a perfect throw to the plate. Any that ball is up the line or first base side, the guy's safe. I mean, the Astros are they are not. They don't have flaws, really, that no. many at all. Like defensively, they are great. Bregman is a shortstop in his own right, and he plays third, right? Yep. There's 
you, you in Baltimore, we are praying that they are the ones that emerge. And what, and, and you know, and, and getting to that, and you look at the, one of the things. You know, we I think we talked about. We might have talked about last year, but uh, the Yankees seven homegrown players, three pitchers, sure, uh, eighteen from free agents and draft and uh, trades. Uh, Houston, eight homegrown, two pitchers, sixteen uh, actually seventeen uh, trades, free agent waivers. And you can't make those trades without a lot of homegrown players. And that that and that's my whole point. You, you know, you're trying to with the with the Orioles, the the, uh, the Cardinals have ten homegrown players. 13 from trades, free agents, no, 15, waivers, and Rule 5. So, and Washington. Rule 5, give the Orioles some hope right there, no, right? And they, and they got, and they have the ability uh, to do that. And uh, some of the questions asked at the, at the forum was, you know, what are they going to do with, with Davis? And who knows? He's going to be back next year. Which is already, to some people, would be marked a surprise or at least yeah. a disappointment, right? Like, but, I think a lot of fans were hoping that after the season, it was kind of a okay. We are parting ways, but yeah, you know, there's and, a lot of money still owed. So. Exactly right. And and what they're doing, they're they're spending time uh, with the hitting uh, with the hitting coach and the assistant guy um, this off season to try working to, with him. Yeah, uh, the, sure. Rumor has it that he's going to this one of these schools or these facilities along with Mullins. So I'm going and. and then you, you scratch your head. Well, wait a minute. You got guys in your organization. Why don't you let them work with them instead of going to Joe Blow and let him? What if are you, I what had, are you doing? if I had you to know? guess, I would think these are people that Elias and company know, right? Like and trust. Because like, you were like, we talked about Garrett Cole, right? Garrett Cole. No. You mentioned how he still does some of the way that the game was played before. Like he approaches it in that sense. He was actually former teammates in college with Trevor Bauer, both of whom oh, yeah. were top four picks. He was the first overall pick. Bauer went fourth overall. Right. And they really butted heads when they were at UCLA together because they had opposite approaches to the game, oh, yeah. right? Like Bauer did his long toss. He does, he did his he own does spin, some right? really weird stuff. And, and, you know, and, and Cole was the, he was the perennial team guy, right? He yes. thought everyone should be lifting together. He thought everyone should be, you know, insert anything here. He was that guy. And I think that there's uh, yeah. been some sort of – to his like to the credit of maybe Bauer, they're both wrong and right, and I think oh, once ba- ba- Cole Bauer got, has his thing. But well, once Cole got to Houston, you saw how much he took that next step. Like he was already a very good pitcher in baseball when he got to Houston. He, it feels like he perfected his craft with Verlander. Yeah, go, going to Houston. Now they talk about the, some of the stuff, and what he did is is Brett Strom. He helped him with uh, a grip on some on, on a pitch, which changed. It was the whole a slider, thing. right? I, I forget what I was told this just just recently about because we were talking about the analytics, you know, which it's information. Any information you can get that will help, take it and use it. But it's not it's not the end all. No, it's no, not no. the thing that uh, it, it's going to. You got to be a good player, absolutely. And Cole was good before he got here. You know, and he is just, you know, obviously. Well, I think that's the Houston, like that's what Houston has well, that, and, and mastered. That, and that's what they're doing, trying to do here with the Orioles. They're going out at this particular time and getting pitchers, whether they have had success in the minor leagues, but they got spin rates mm-hmm. with breaking balls, fastballs, and that's really all they're concerned about. So here, here it is. Because if you lose, big deal. And it's, we're, and we're getting well, which is good and bad, you it know, is, right? Like it's a, it's a delicate art, yeah. Right, like you're sort of playing with fire. Pitchers are already the most volatile athletes, probably in baseball, but you're trying to identify indicators. No, oh, yeah, hopefully as an organization that, that you think you can work with. But, and but, well, they're getting these guys the, the DFA from other teams. So I mean, it's it, they're looking for that uh, lightning. I pray it works this year. I don't want to see the Yankees in the well, World Series, you know. Yeah. But uh yeah, it's a it's a thing that that uh you know, like you get this like I said this plethora of information and uh and you hope but if it doesn't work, hey, we're going to go uh we'll get draft one or two or, and load it load the uh the minor league system up so you can make trades in free agents when you have to do a rule 5. Who's going to play shortstop next year? That that was another for question the Orioles? Asked, for the Orioles. 
uh, VR. Richie Martin, probably. Uh, well, or is it best to have him develop some, develop some more hitting-wise and rule five another shortstop somewhere? Because they're going to get a middle infield. No, 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 no. Yeah. Look, I think that the Richie Martin <laughs> example was a very unique circumstance for a Rule 5 pick in that he was a serviceable, if not impressive, hitter at the minor league level who was already thought to have a above-average shortstop glove, which yes. is like you're yeah. not normally going to find that for free. No. The notion of just plugging and playing at the shortstop position, like taking a minor leaguer and saying, you're now our big league shortstop, when we've talked about the importance of having defense Well, that's what there. they kind of did with him anyway. I don't know. know. You could go and, and this would be an interest. I'd be okay with going to get a Cesares Torres type uh, to man shortstop who's going to hit 220, but he's going to handle the position defensively. And those well, guys that, are available. I mean, oh, yeah. But is that is that what you're looking for for the future? No. But exactly. the future's and, not now, right? No, like, heavens no. It might, be, it might be five years. Sure. And the thing, and one of the things I want to bring up is uh, with the Giants. I use the Giants because they won 10, 12, and 14. 2005 to 2008. They came in first three times. They came in second once. They won the league one time from 2008 or 2005 to 2008. Out of 150 players, you know how many guys made it to the big leagues that were actually uh, uh, helped a team become better and that some are still playing. Sure. All but one are still playing from 2005 to eight. Less than 1% made it to the big leagues Two guys played nine years. Uh, two guys played ten years. One played nine. Bumgarner's got eight and a half, and Dan Otero just got let go by uh, by Cleveland. But my point is, they won 10, 12, 14. Three World Series, which is pretty good in five sure, years. I mean, it's as good as you can but do. But you got six guys that made it to the big leagues off those teams, the low A team that was successful, like Del Marva was. My whole point is. It's not a guarantee that oh, these guys are coming. It's less. It's less than one percent. Absolutely. So you hope that you can some of these guys you can polish them up, trade them away, and get some people to. I think uh, I look at it slightly differently, and this might be sort of where I can understand the analytical approach, right? Like it's a gamble. Everything you do with minor league baseball is a gamble sure. in your organizational sense, right? Like you are betting on a player's development. Now you can do things to help that development, right? But every player individually has. X percent chance, no matter how low or high it is, that they're going to succeed and become Major League Baseball players. Some players have the talent. Well, they, and they will get – I mean, there were 30 guys over those those five years – or four years that made it to the big leagues. But there's like, there's even, only six that made a difference on the team. Even Adley Rutschman yes. does not have a – even – I don't know. It does not have a 100% chance of success at the major league level. No, exactly like, it not. It is that big of a crapshoot. But what you're doing, it's a numbers game. You have to flood the system, the organization, yes. and that's with lottery tickets. Yep. With guys that, so that when the inevitable happens, when guys yeah. flame out, when they do not pan out, you have more guys to take that chance with. And that's, that's what they're trying to do, but they're trying to get them so they can trade them. Uh, if, it's not only for that, right? No, like, not, not only for that, but that's how, as I showed... That's how these teams are built. Well, that at a certain point, you have to do that, right? Like, when you've oh, had really? success building the team, when you have Bregman, when you have Correa on the left side of your infield, there's not a lot of places to put those prospects. So, like, no, they're not just going to sit down in the minors and not place anywhere. Like, you've... Oh, right. It makes all the sense in the world. Like, yeah, no, I, it, it's a wonderful exactly. position to be in if you're the Astros. And but you, the more people you can get, and that's why winning is, unfortunately, is not the big thing... But you hate you hate to have them say that. You hate to have them tell the public, "Well, we're not really worried about winning next." Gee, many Christmas, we're gonna have to go out and watch this crap again. And that's the th- like the, the truth of it is, Ross. You don't have to. No, right? like no. you don't have to go out and watch no, it every you, game, you, right? You, you like because but... you do understand what they're doing here. Like I would recommend Orioles fans find a way to separate themselves from the day to day results of the team and their emotions because. That's hard That's, for him. I, I would, I'm more of a fan now because I've been out of ball since 2014. Absolutely. I'm more of a fan now. And I used to come back here when I was coaching, and every year they were losing. It was awful. And I wasn't even part of the – it was terrible to come back and see. And the, 
the fan base was I mean was slowly go- some some people have never seen the team win. Ross, that was my that was my life before <laughs> yeah. 2012. Yeah, 2012 really. was literally the first taste that look I was alive in the 90s but I wasn't old enough to have a real experience with those teams. Yeah. 2012 was the first time I had a taste of winning and competition in Baltimore and I'm also sort of aware enough to know that there's only really one way to get back to that. Uh, oh, yeah. In this divisional landscape, with the way that the Orioles are up against it, with the Yankees, the Red Sox, the Rays. there's Even they're, Toronto. They're going to need yeah. to be really effing good yeah. to be in the playoffs. And so the formula for being that good that the Cubs and the Astros have laid out is one that is arduous. It's not an easy process for fans to go through. But No, it's... But I know that the ultimate goal here is to have that competitive baseball in October, is to have teams that are worthy of being champions. And I've still never seen one of those in my lifetime yeah. as an Orioles fan. Right? And, like, that, and, that's sad, and I feel bad for you. I feel bad for everybody like you that hasn't had the opportunity to see a quality baseball team now i wouldn't say that right like i 2014 that was a damn good team no, and, yeah and, and I'm, I'm saying overall for the sure since i mean a world series teams and well washington has a chance to be in a world series first time in 80 something years since I 1933 more than anything that, right like i think i think baseball fans in this area this on this east want that as well, well they deserve it know? right like I mean, it's, absolutely but like you know to an extent like we're not alone in our suffering, right? right? Like the Dodgers haven't won since '83, despite being perennial contenders it every feels year, like every year, every right? Year. Like part of me, at least I'm. It sounds wrong and sad to say. At least every April, I'm not entering it saying this is our year. This is our year, only to have it end in heartbreak. No, so but you do. You do think there's a chance that we could do something, and you know, I, and, and even even playing on crappy teams, yeah. That I well not not a lot but Cleveland I played on Cleveland uh, in Montreal and every year you start you go maybe hey you you think and even as you play in during the season you think hey yeah we have a chance you know and but realistically you don't right but, uh, like when in, in, in my life like that's you mentioned the years between ninety seven to two thousand and twelve when it was you know it was absolutely hopeless it was. Any team they assembled was, and it was non-competitive, and they were spending oh. money to make it that way. Like they yeah. weren't going to fix the farm system. At least there's direction now. At least there's a plan, and at least no, you I, know I, that this team on yeah, the field I, is not the only thing that right. you've got. Like it's the battle, and it's not the war, right? Like they're not worried about the battle right now. And the no analytics, no, and yeah, no pun intended, war and oh, all that. Yeah, right, but like, really, no, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, they got some decisions. They got the forty man, the Rule Five draft coming up. Like I said, they're looking for pitching, uh, not going to spend any money. They're looking for middle infield because they may lose VR. They're not going to pay him ten five. No, they're not I mean, pay well, 10. they are. That, that he's one. going arbitration, right? He still has yeah. two more years of team control, right? Right, but I don't, I don't see him. They're going to pay him because they're not going to just ten, ten, ten million dollars. I think they still hold out hopes that they could trade him at some point, like if they can fix his his mental mistakes. Um, I, I, still, I mean, he's uh, as. You know he does make them, but he's he was a hell of a player this year. He was you know? he was good for them. He yeah. was. I think that they'll hold on to him. But you got you got him at ten ten and a half. You got Bundy going at five seven. Givens three two. Castro one two. Blyer, uh, Alberto. All those guys are around a little under two million dollars. But uh, Bundy Payroll shouldn't be above sixty million next year. Oh, it well. I mean, I, that's why I say I just can't see VR getting ten and a half million dollars unless they can trade. Well, Davis him before actually that. already has what is he, and, 20, yeah, 20 yeah. Uh, it should, It'll be around sixty-five yeah. probably. But um, you got that. You got the the forty-man roster. Uh, they got to take somebody off with Cobb and Rogers possibly coming back. Uh, Mount Castle, Aikens, uh, Sedlock, Kramer, uh, Venter, and uh, McKenna are guys they could possibly put on. McKenna, you mean on the forty-man? Yeah. Well, yeah. they'll they'll protect him. They'll yeah. do that because he'd be. He'd be plucked off the rule five. I mean, uh, maybe. I'd yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. If he's he a really good defender already. Yeah, yeah. So just, in that sense, but I, I think mean, he uh, would maybe. Be. A, I mean, the way they do things now, the, the the teams that aren't really concerned about winning a lot, that they could possibly do that, and that's what the O's are going to do. I think uh, very possibly with a an opening for pitchers and uh, middle infielders, that could be really uh, really interesting for them. So. I mean, with the Orioles. 
like you mentioned, it could be five years. It, realistically, it's it's this is what they've signed up for. Yeah. This rebuild, uh, you, you hope it's sooner. I mean, and who knows? I mean, if some of these guys develop at the lower levels uh, uh, quicker than uh, than normal, but you want one of the things when you bring these guys up, and this is this is uh, what a problem has been. You want them to come and stay. You don't want them to come up and go back. That, that's the, the well. That's what you mentioned, Mullins, right? Like, yeah, oh yeah. Well, now, when you say Davis and Mullins are going to work out with, with I, a hitting coach, it, it look they have you don't flounder at the major league level that that way unless you have some seriously <laughs> no, exploitable holes in your swing. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, it would make sense that they are you know probably going to get some sort of biomechanical analysis of their swing and try to figure out exactly like. We're we're far enough along in baseball to think we have an idea of what the ideal swing or ideal pitching motion is. Well, with this thing, this uh, this K motion uh, vest, yeah, I got some information on that. So I okay. I wanted to check on it yesterday. And that's the thing that the Orioles recently recently got. With. It. There's twenty twenty two teams that uh, now twenty three that have this thing. So it was it was invented by a golf guy. Okay, it's for mainly for golf. So one of the questions I called and asked for information about it, sure. what do you need? I go, oh, I understand it has four sensors. Yes, you got one on the, the uh, upper back, okay. lower back, uh, one on, where is it? One on your uh, arm and run, one on, in your glove or, or hand. All right. You know, and uh, four sensors that gives you feedback on your swing. So one of my questions was, uh, Knowing that it's golf, now does it? Do you take into consideration? Is this a fastball that you're getting a read on? Is it a breaking ball? Right. Is it a ball inside or outside? Because every every ball is you got a different type of swing. Sure. So the other thing I go: Is there sensors on your top hand? Is there sensor on your head? Now your head and your top hand are very important in the swing. No, there's not. So finally, the guy goes, I'm going to have to have a rep call you or text you uh, and explain some of this stuff to you. I go, okay. Well, in my other research doing this, sure, people have asked. There's, they don't have an answer. They, they don't have an answer for this. So, so I'm going, you're, wait so a minute. So they have four sensors. There was one in the hand, the There's, arm. like the, uh, It's like. It's essentially trying to, what, get the bat path? It, it, has, it, it, it throws out uh, readings. Sure. So, and this is a good one. An ex-Oriole did this, a successful ex-Oriole. And they said, can you get the numbers up to? He goes, yeah. So he got the numbers up there. He said, well, what do you think? He said, I would never hit that way. So my, my, my point is I don't know how uh, accurate and what they're trying to, to get because hitting a golf ball, hitting a baseball, two different things. Sure. One's stationary. One's coming at you. One's in, one's out, one's up, one down, one slow. So that that's well, I would like as we I would hope it's a it would it would be just part of the puzzle for them. Oh, right? absolutely, right? Another tool, more for information, them. Right. more information. But what happens is when new kids come into the system, yep, you you want them to play. You don't want to overload them with a bunch of information. And I think you see that now with some the inform and being in a clubhouse talking to di- different. Uh, Coaches and stuff. You got all this information. You got to decipher what you can give you, what you can give me, what you can give uh, uh, Stan the fan. What can you know? It's all different. So you have to mush that together and get the right thing. So again, the more information you got, the better. But it has to be the right information. And you got to have the right. You got to going back to when they hired Michael Elias the. Premium he placed on players that he said from his scouting background yes. had the mental makeup to handle what we're talking about yeah. here. And, like and you got to break it needed. down. You got to break it down and, uh, and and get that. But and then then it comes at who is going to be teaching these guys now? Yeah, I mean there's a there's a rumor going that uh, the guy going to be the bullpen coach uh, n- never played. I mean I'm going wait a minute. He ne- never played, and, and and again it gets back to what who they're keeping, who they let go. And you kind of scratch your head. Wait a minute, there's some pretty good guys they let go, and some people, okay guys you can't. But these other people have a lot more experience, success, and you go. But 
they talk the language that they want. Sure. So you just kind of go, okay, whatever. <laughs> well, we are going to take our break on the other side. We'll talk a little bit more about some playoff baseball in general. Baseball Got some Ravens. Discussion. And yeah, maybe some Ravens little, as well. A little bit of Ravens. Uh, it's the Ross Grimsley Show from the Live Casino Hotel Studio here at Press Box. We'll be right back. This is Stan the Fan for Glen Burnie Transmissions, located right in the heart of Glen Burnie for almost 60 years. If you suspect you're having a transmission problem, GBT can save you hundreds of dollars over taking it to the dealers for a repair. Make an appointment for a free diagnostic and estimate. Call GBT at 855-728-1841. Their mission is simple, to provide excellent service at a reasonable price. Go to their website at gbt-online.com to check out all of the five-star reviews. Let my friend Mark Schwartzman and his GBT team take the troubles out of transmission troubles. Call them today at 855-728-1841. Baltimore's favorite bar is just 771 feet from home plate. Sliders Bar and Grill, just steps from Camden Yards, is the perfect sports bar for Ravens and Cap season with all the games on dozens of TVs. Daily specials include Mexican Monday, Wing Ding Wednesday, Bloody Brunch Sunday, and more with different drink specials every day of the week. Sliders celebrates Halloween on Saturday, October 26th from 7 p.m. till 2 a.m. Put on your costume and join the fun with drink specials, prizes, and fun all night long. Sliders for all of your sports and some spooky Halloween fun. Hey, this is Stan the Fan. You know we're all hoping for a special season out of our football team. When it comes to dining out casually and affordably, I know a place that's special every season. The Costas Inn at 4100 North Point Boulevard. Not only are they known all over for their great steamed crabs and crab cakes, they have a couple specials you want to keep in mind. Monday night is crab cake night. Tuesday night is ribs night. Wednesday night is steak night partnered with half-priced bottles of your favorite wines. And Thursday night is lobster night. So check out the Costas Inn this football season and you may come back whatever the season. That's the Costas Inn, 4100 North Point Boulevard, 410-477-1975. Welcome back. The Ross Grimsley Show is presented by Mobile One. Mobile One full synthetic motor oil helps extend engine life. Visit your local Jiffy Lube service center and ask for Mobile One synthetic motor oil. So you're putting, if you had uh, to put money or gamble on this ALCS, not that we condone or endorse such a thing, but who would you, (laughs) what odds would you put on the the Yankees making it to the World Series? Again, they got a good bullpen, but uh, like I said, I, you can overuse it. Uh, Houston has the starters that can get them to the bullpen, uh, not for as long a, a time. So obviously, I, I think I think Houston and Washington is going to be a, a thing. I really do, and I think it'll be. I mean, really, that shapes uh, up to be as you look, oh, if you're a pitching enthusiast. Yeah, no, absolutely, and and I, and I think that uh, the way that's what's happening with the bullpen in this day and age, how it's been. Uh, uh, really used with uh, with openers, and if you don't have st- starters to give you deep in the game, it's going to affect your bullpen. You're seeing a lot more injuries. You're seeing a lot of guys, 50, 70, 50 to 70 games uh, for your bullpen, uh, a guy coming out of your bullpen that's going full bore, max effort fastball, uh, max effort breaking ball. It takes its toll. Yeah. And it has. I mean, there's, I think, 26 uh, – over the last couple of years, 26 relievers, quality relievers – uh, 19 of them have been basically uh, uh, not very good or just flat busts. Well, relievers in general are kind of a – it's a fickle game of success, right? There are rare examples where non-closers are dominant for, you know, anything more than, frankly, three years uh, at it's, a time. Yeah, it, it, it's – especially now. I mean, with the with the way uh, – like I said, the run scored seventh, eighth, and ninth innings is uh, up – uh, the the home runs, extra base hits, that, that's up for the relievers as well. Um, the fact the way they use the bullpen, they use four or five guys a night. Now, what's the? I mean, the chances are that one of those guys are going to have an off night, you know. And even some of the the players are going. It used to be, uh, get to the bullpen. We'll get them in. It wasn't that way. Now it's getting back to that way again because you know somebody's going to falter and you know they're not going to leave a guy out there. Uh, thus with the Dodgers, the, the situation there. Uh, I mean, you can second guess all you want, but it, you, you try to mix the two uh, analytics and, and your gut, and then you go w- lean more one way or the other, especially the analytics side. 
uh, at times you go, wait a minute. But yeah, it, I mean, you you're dealing. Some guys dealing for a couple innings, and you go, well, we got to take him out. Put this guy. Wait a minute. And we saw Houston do that a few years ago with Morton. Yeah, they left him in because he was throwing very well, and that's what you you know basically got, got to do. So I mean, it's uh, it should be fun. I, I think Houston has the the starting depth, uh, but you you just can't. The way Washington is playing, hitting, playing, pitching. Uh, the only thing that scares you is their bullpen, but it's been doing fairly well. I mean, they had, uh, you know, have done very well. So I, I got. It's going to be a great game. I got to lean toward Houston. And we got. Now again, I, I would like Washington this. to do it. We though. need the Astros to handle business. Oh yeah, against the Yankees. We don't need any uh, surprise Yankees appearances in the World Series. That's the last thing we want here in Baltimore. So the. Astros, we're now Astros fans for the next. Now, you were talking about betting, right? Yeah. But betting on it. Now, I, I read an article on on Rose. Okay. Now, I'm a big Rose fan. He never, never gambled in his life. Uh, no. <laughs> well, he made the comment that uh, this has cost him over the years $100 million. Sports betting? Uh, no. <laughs> no. And, that, and that's what I said. I go, <laughs> sports betting? I know you've lost more money than that. <laughs> you know? No, maybe not that. I but not. No, what, what's happened is – he thought he thinks he could have managed uh, for thirty years with the Reds if he hadn't got caught betting on the Reds, oh, as yeah. he said. It would have cost him a hundred million dollars. He I'm also going, cost himself that three-letter acronym. Yeah, absolutely, and that's and he probably won't get uh, get in. But his big beef is he was on a podcast uh, a while ago, uh, you know, not just recently about uh, with Denny McLean. <laughs> he was on it, uh, or where they were talking about him and about gambling, and he, he goes, uh, you know, if they're going to legalize, legalize gambling Sports in baseball, well, where did I go wrong? <laughs> what happened here? But it's just $100 million, and I'm going, okay, Pete. Oh, yeah, it's, the tab is, uh, that would be sizable, but I guess oh, if Pete Rose. Well, he, hey, he's, he's doing he's sketches lost, commercials. He's lost, he's lost a lot of money. That's no that. doubt about that. The other thing, Cardinals pitching coach Mike Maddox. Yep. Had two holes in one. Now, is that – is that good? <laughs> That's, I have trouble getting on the green in some of these par, you know, par threes. But he uh, he had two holes in ones at the Army Navy uh, Country Club, and it was on the white course. The odds of getting two holes in one in the same round is one in sixty-seven million, which is I think lower than a perfect game, probably. Yeah. Maybe, yes, probably. But he had he had two. He used oh. uh, he had uh, one with a hybrid club, one with an eight iron. It was his fifth and sixth. Holes in one. So he's a pretty good golfer. Yeah, but to like get it. two You don't get lucky five and no. six times like that. But to get two in the same round, that's pretty much that's unheard damn, of. So damn impressive. So they thought they had a good chance of so winning. It's been just a phenomenal sports week. <laughs> yeah, no. For Mike Maddox. <laughs> yes. Nothing to complain about. <laughs> no. Mike Maddox. Other than he goes to the he goes to the park thinking we got a good chance of winning tonight. I got two holes in one. Well, they didn't because they had Scherzer, uh, or not Scherzer, maybe, but uh, uh, transfer Strasburg. some of that luck from yeah, the Yeah, right. That, the that's, what, that's what he was thinking, you know. So, yeah, it was. Uh, but quickly, what with the Ravens, I mean, they won 23-17 uh, over the uh, Bengals. They are, they're heading the division by two games or four and two. Um you know, yeah, they anyone's beat, division at this point. Nobody's I mean, running away with it. The Ravens uh, no, have done no. what they've needed to do so I mean, far. Lamar Jackson keeps uh, doing doing yeah. stuff. He ran for 152 yards, 19 carries. Uh, well, three of those were uh, kneels at the end of the game. Sure. Uh, passed for uh, 236 yards, 21 of 33. He that he is uh, that broke a record, I think, or tied a record. He's the first quarterback in the regular season yeah. to ever throw for two hundred and right. run for one hundred and fifty. Exactly, Kaepernick was the last one to do it. But yeah, uh, yeah that, that's uh, he continues to do uh, uh, some amazing things. If they had the defense, the defense uh, they keep the guys keep getting injured. Uh, their defensive backs, secondary. They got some got some new linebackers who came in and did a pretty been good job. Been an improvement job. in the inside, but in if they. Their defense could be the defense of old. Not going to happen. Or close to it. Not going to happen. Yeah, they could, you know, with the way they run the ball, and they ran the ball more in, uh, than they have in the past, it seemed like. 
but they can run the ball and control the clock. With defense, you who knows what could happen. The hope is that if you can control the clock, the defense <clears throat> plays better because they're rested. Um, but they're depleted, and on top of that, there's not much pass rush to speak of. So Lamar Jackson they, might still have to oh, be right. that impressive for them to continue to win. Yeah. But uh, the division, like we said, is um, well, yeah, up in the air. Cincinnati lost, obviously. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh won, played very well. Um, uh, Cleveland, they uh, they lost again, Both I think. Both yeah. Cleveland and Pittsburgh's offenses have been uninspiring. Right. Uh, the Pittsburgh defense is very good, but they're still now, I believe, 2-4, and four, their record is. Um, the Ravens are positioned well yeah, to but, make the playoffs. Now, what they would do when they get there <clears> – well, I mean, they got the next. They got Pittsburgh, or not Pittsburgh. They got uh, yeah, Seattle, Seattle by, and then New, New England. England. Yeah, yeah, they got some. Uh, you know, some, it's all tasks. Uh, it's all tasks. Uh, really, especially with the defense the way it is. But that losing five of your defensive backs that is really a uh, a problem. And I mean, it was it was not. They were not playing great anyway. And Bob Iback, who says hello to you, Ross. Okay. Uh, says, ask Ross how uh, George Bamberger would handle all this analytic stuff <laughs> if he were the pitching coach these days. Bambi. <laughs> or if Palmer had been what? taken out after ninety pitches. Oh gosh, I know. I mean, oh, it, that. Well, it, and it was a different game back sure. then. We had, uh, you know, yeah. That's one of the things I think that uh, the Orioles uh, and, and just a lot of these clubs, you know. You need starters to go deep in the game. You need them to go at least the third time, learn how to do that, and learn how to do it at the lower levels. Sure. And that's what they're not doing. Uh, I mean, they don't know how to do it. The catchers don't know how to call it. And if uh, you know, if they ever get – let them go out and, and pitch out of a jam one time. Mm-hmm. Go out and pitch. That, that's like Verlander. Verlander had never pitched on three days rest. He was 133-66 and 66 on four days rest. On three days rest, he's never done it. So you watched. You watched him. And if you've never done it, how do I prepare for it? You know, I can only ask, but everybody's di- different. I mean, there's a, there's a way to pitch, uh, you know, if you're pitching on a four- or five-man rotation. And pitching on a four-man, we always threw in between. Yeah. Some guys don't even throw in between now. Right. And to get into the ice. Let me get the – I got to the ice in a minute. Ice a in your arm and stuff. But yeah, I, I'll try to get it. But anyway, uh, there's a way to do it. And it's not taught now because they don't do it, you know. So learning to pitch uh, the third time around the order, uh, and how you pitch then is you you pitch different sometimes earlier to pitch. I mean, if, if you face a guy three or four times, you kind of do some d- different things sure. every now and then, sure. You know, and and now you watch them pitch now. I mean, uh, the uh, De Leon, Ponce De Leon, or whatever yeah, he pitched yeah, last yeah. night for the Cardinals. It's eight to one. He's three and one. He throws a breaking ball. I'm going. This guy's throwing 98 miles an hour, and everybody throws to trick trick guys now. Mm-hmm. And there's a time to do it, but uh, usually you got a better chance throwing a fastball for a strike than you do a breaking ball. But the, and the thing I was talking about ice, icing. You know the the rice, rest, ice, yep. uh, compression, elevation. And I always when I ice and I didn't ice very rarely did I, I ice until the last year when my elbow was bothering me, but. You ice when you twist your ankle, mm-hmm. it's probably not a good thing. Ice, the only thing ice does is kill the pain for about 20 minutes, like, just like icing your elbow. But I, you know, I always do that because my, my body was really stiff and sore from icing, and they found out that usually ice will not uh, uh, handle or, or Sure, it's not going to fix the problem. It's not going to fix it. It'll kill the pain, but there's other things you can do uh, – uh, Elevated, all the inflammation goes out, and the inflammation is there for a reason. I, I just read all this, and uh, that you need to get up and walk around. You need to do uh, uh, movement with your sure. with your toes, the alphabet, but m- not icing is not the the cure all for that thing. And that that's and I knew that from icing my elbow when I did because it just got stiffer and stiffer. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, uh, Bamberger, he's a guy that. Uh, you know, we all did analytics. We we kept, but we didn't do the extent that pencil and a thunder presser, right? Uh, exactly, and a and a pencil. <laughs> <laughs> but we had all the information that uh, you know, but not down to the things that I don't think right. you really need. Right. You know, it, it's it is what it is. But let me tell you a little bit about the uh, place downtown, Sliders Bar and Grill. It's across the street from Cannon Yard, seven hundred and seventy-one feet from home plate. 
Perfect place to watch all the home and away Raven and Caps games, as well as the O's games. Sliders has drink specials every day and is home of fancy clancy beer. Go to sliders.com for all your Sliders events and specials. Sliders.com. 771 feet from home plate. There you go. All right, buddy. I think that about does it. Sounds good. Okay. Have a great uh, week, and we will see you again. Sounds good. Have a good one, sir. All righty.